Sultans of Slam podcast for March 25th, 2017. We have a lot to catch up on here. We do have the network playing. Uh, I'm watching uh, uh, Hunter, Triple, Hunter Triple and uh, Stephanie's wedding. Very, very humble. Very downplayed, I feel. Uh, Pat yeah. Patterson singing their, uh, oh, that's their first dance. That's nice. That's real nice. Uh, you love weddings. This is Beyond the Ring, Triple H, Thy Kingdom Come, we, we have on in the background. There you go. That's who you want up singing at your wedding. A little juiced. P.S. Michael Bay's. Uh, yeah. Juiced. Just grabbing all the bridesmaids. Uh, so, Andrew, it's been a while a since while. we have recorded a wrestling podcast, uh, so we're going to try to get through it. Real quick, catch everybody up. It's WrestleMania season here on March 25th. Of course, we are uh, a matter of days, under two weeks away from WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. There is n- there is no build up in my opinion. But... It's uh yeah okay so everybody's opinion pretty lame looking card. Very. Uh, nice. But uh, we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna run down some quick news. Uh you know some depressing news, some uh, some raunchy news, <laughs> and uh, then we're gonna run through uh, the elimination chamber pay per view really quickly, uh, which we both watched. Fast lane, which we both watched in- individually, uh, and. Uh, I haven't really watched any of the week-to-week stuff. I have kept up on it. I've read reviews. I, I know where the storylines are going. That is to say, exactly the same place they were as of those two pay-per-views I watched. Uh, and we'll we'll discuss it all. And we'll break down the most recent Raw and SmackDown, uh, which which I uh, quickly quickly scanned through. I, I legitimately watched that Raw, which if I, I should have done it the other way around. I should have watched the SmackDown and skipped through the Raw. I don't know why I did it the other way around. Maybe I thought I had more time and I was going to get through both. But I digress. Uh, so first, let's talk about some quick news items. Uh, the big ones that are that are making ripples through the WWE universe. Uh, first, the tragic passing of uh, Jim Ross's uh, wife, Jan, uh, who was uh, struck from behind while she was riding a Vespa uh, and uh, suffered some terrible, terrible uh, skull fractures and, and, I guess, brain hemorrhaging, therefore, and uh, passed away a couple days later. So, uh, you know. It's truly, it's truly unfortunate. I mean, I'm, I'm a man of, 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 of JR's, you know, Notoriety, likability, yeah, just all, all around like really nice guy. I don't know him personally, but you just you, you hear stories from people who do know yeah. him. Yeah, this is like and they never have a bad thing to say about him. Yeah, on the road to WrestleMania, God showed up and cut a scathing promo about how he doesn't exist. God, tur- ba- <laughs> God, God turned heel. <laughs> yeah, God turned heel. Uh, is is what happened here? Uh, yeah, Jr. You know, uh, our thoughts go out to you. Uh, hopefully. They'll uh, they'll do a little something for you and, and your wife, who a lot of wrestlers uh, had an affinity for that knew backstage and and, and throughout their years uh, with the company. Uh, everybody was reaching out. I know uh, Chris Jericho knew her pretty well. Uh, Ric Flair uh, as well. So uh, hopefully they do a little something for her at the uh, the Hall of Fame, which is, I think would be an appropriate place to do it. I don't I don't know how involved she was with the WWE, um, or or this coattails into hey can can Jim Ross be in the Hall of Fame maybe. I, I, I don't know how that hasn't happened yet, but um, but uh, yeah, t- terrible, terrible stuff for the guy, and uh, we, we wish wish him and his family all the best. So terrible, tragic. She uh, she apparently wasn't wearing a helmet though, so and he he he, and he makes that known. He doesn't hide it, and said if if she had actually worn a helmet, like she should have, yeah, it would have been a different story, more than likely. Did uh did Triple H's what, what did he break his Achilles? Oh, his quad. Yeah, that just happened. I think was that this one. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> not to mention he finished the match and he went under the walls of Jericho where, like, all of those muscles. I mean, it, it, obviously it's you know, this the submission move doesn't do that much damage, but you're, but you're you're reefing on an already like torn ligament. Yeah, that's in, right. your, in your leg. Not to mention it's one of the smallest ones. So basically, yeah. apparently when it came off, it just sh- like rolled and shot yeah. up oh, yeah. his, up to his knee. There's an audible snap. Yeah. I've been told. Uh, well, that's gross. That gave me the shivers here uh, early on Saturday morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, wear your helmets, people, because uh, you never know. Anyway, uh, that's uh, moving on to uh, uh, the burning tire fire that is Paige. Uh, so last weekend, uh, masturbators everywhere were given God showed up again and cut another heel promo. Uh, wherein uh, Paige had her uh, her her phone hacked into, I guess I I, I don't supposedly supposedly whatever the case, uh, Paige was hacked, and uh, from the hack we got a bunch of uh, racy I'll use the word uh, photos and videos, uh, some of which picturing other WWE talent, and and this is an explicit podcast now they are fucking. Uh, so this is bad news for Paige, who uh, since September has been out with uh, with an injury. Uh, said to be getting some pretty serious neck surgery, I think, going on, was suspended in October due to a uh, health violation, which was a, a substance, of course, they don't reveal what, uh, has been uh, romantically involved with Alberto Del Rio, who is his own uh, burning tire fire, uh, who, <laughs> who le- has left the WWE since, is doing indie stuff, uh, is now one of the lead guys on, in Impact Wrestling, not TNA. When he's not in jail. Impact Wrestling. Uh, when, yeah, when he's in and out of jail and uh, feels like doing promotions. I know he's actually canceled some dates uh, because of, of what's going on. So, without getting into too much detail, uh, Andrew, you're a man of science. Did you watch all of the page leaks? No. <laughs> and I mean both figuratively were... and literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, like the, the news website I, I, I did look at, it did have yeah. the, the, the pictures were there. Okay. And they're like, warning, this is uncensored, just letting you know, we understand that it should be, like, a given. Yeah. So I looked at it, it was, it warning. was, it was, New. it was, it was, it was her, it was, it was like, it was her taking selfies in the mirror. Yeah. For the, for when it comes to the pictures, and then I read, yeah. I, then I read the description of the video. <laughs> You're like, oh. I've gone, I'm, <laughs> I've, I've gone, I've gone halfway into the, down this tunnel, I, I turned back and yeah. ran the other way, because I really didn't want to go all the way, but that being said, <laughs> uh, from the description, it is just something can incredibly unflattering and so to, uh, to a degree I'm kind of shocked that no one actually saw any repercussion from this I mean even, so they're even keeping her on the so. the the apparent uh, reasoning there is that Hulk Hogan's departure from the WWE was uh, let's say majorantly because of his racist comments but also the sex tape thing was not great and to bring a guy back uh, who has had a sex tape leak in much the same fashion uh, and then fire someone else would, would seem hypocritical. I don't know. But is that confirmed? But, like, we've, we've heard this rumor for so no. long. You're supposed to come back last year, and now there's talking about it this year. No, there's and... nothing in the WWE, uh, as far as I know, in the contract that says you, you cannot have sex, uh, or you <laughs> cannot have sex with other talent, and that you cannot tape that sex. They would probably... Uh, it, the... The confusing part comes in with they when they are a PG labeled company and it's and everything is at a baseline for twelve year old kids. Uh, so the the whole reasoning 
that I know Triple H has stated a few times, and I'm, I'm sure Vince McMahon would back him up and say the same thing, that China will never go into the WWE Hall of Fame is because then some some adolescent will go Google China and find out that she is able to accommodate many men at the same time. <laughs> both in the ring and out. Eloquently put. Uh, and so to that end, you're going to keep someone on who admittedly, for, for the older people in the crowd, uh, this can't hurt her career. Uh, it never has. Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Uh, sex tapes in 2017... Uh, while embarrassing, if that's how you're feeling about it, and you're uh, obviously a victim if you were hacked, so I, you know, think, I I feel for Paige on that side of things. I don't feel for Paige on the side where you clearly were filming uh, porn. You it, This wasn't a sex tape. This wasn't let's set up a tripod yeah. on the bed and you fuck me. This is uh, Xavier Woods is going to rail me while Brad Maddox uh, naked films me and then we're gonna film him filming us which is uh confusing they had multiple angles is what i'm trying to imply yeah that was that was that was really weird and that was one of the things that was incredibly confusing it was it was formed as a porn and it was left on your phone now i I understand this wasn't an impromptu hey let's fucking film it this was like come to my hotel room we're going to film a porn we we have this planned let's do this yes honestly it it really didn't make any sense like i i feel for her in the fact that it was taken but at the same time i i find this conflict in, in my mind going you left it on your phone. You're a public figure. You like, left all of this on the, your phone. The rules that apply to me and your sex tapes do not apply to Paige. <laughs> she needs to be a little more incognito with it. She needs to be like Jay-Z making a new album. That hard drive is never connected to the internet. That's actually how he does it, so it doesn't leak. Oh. No one can steal it if there's no internet connected to the, the computer that you're recording it on. Yeah. Uh, and, and that comes full circle here, no pun intended. So, this is to bleep... bleep, bleep, bleep Believed to be NXT days, because we're looking at uh, Austin Creed, I believe is his real name, Xavier Woods, yeah. and Brad Maddox, as well as Paige, this would have been maybe circa 2013-14, when they had just come in, when I admittedly was not watching wrestling, that uh, but, right. but that seemed to be the case. I studied it very carefully. Uh, <laughs> what, the video or the... <laughs> all of it. I studied all of it. Uh, so there's multiple videos, of course, released, uh, some where Paige is doing things with herself, some where Paige is doing things with a friend, some where... F- Friends are doing things to Paige, and another, which is the most controversial for for Mark fans, who otherwise were relatively okay with the idea of uh, of this, uh, is that she, uh, let's say, uh, here comes the money over top of the NXT belt, uh, and people have an issue with that, not not understanding or watching Total Divas, where it's revealed that every WWE superstar has sex with their belt on. Uh, after winning it, it's a, it's the you break it in, which is what, which, which, what confuses me because you see them when they go to the back. There's yeah. an actual like uh, one of those tool, one of those large toolboxes where they actually pull the the, the 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 small like really thin tray out. Yeah, they put the belt in on a on a pad and they pull the the, bl- <laughs> the blanket yeah. over top and close it. So they take the belts back. So are are they are they having sexual relations with belts that they've bought? Ooh, that's sad. <laughs> Are you saying that you walk off stage having won the belt and they take it from you? Yes. No. I've seen. I've I've seen it in their in WWE's own documentaries. I've seen. When did that change? Because I thought they traveled with their own belts. I have seen John Cena take his that the former WWE Championship. Yeah. With, you know the. Yeah. The crazy middle lettering with well, the circle. Thought... They take that and he handed it over, and it was put into one of those toolboxes 
covered and slid closed. Okay, so for 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 uh, personal appearances, like so, let's say they're showing up at a Comic Con or something like that. Yeah. Let's say when Sheamus was WWE champion, if he's not doing, if he's not on the circuit, if he's going off on a weekend and he's doing public appearances, he doesn't get to take the belt with him. They might make him buy his own. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they make them pay for everything on their own already. That's interesting. Okay. Honestly, if if you're going by like Vince's rules, so you're right calling now, it like, audible. You're saying that uh, the ejaculation is hitting a replica NXT belt, and therefore we should all call it. It could be. It could yeah. be. That, uh, I'm saying the potential. Yeah. Uh, idea that it, that it's her belt. I wonder if Asuka hit it with an extra like a little bit of bleach just in case, uh, just to make sure. <laughs> Anyways, the, the black the black part of the belt's turned white. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's clearly been buffing this. Uh, so that's that's what happened in the internet last weekend. Uh, so if you're uh, you know a let's say a hot blooded uh, man and want to see <laughs> what this is, you can find it all over the internet. I'm not going to tell you where to go. Um, and that's it. That's it for Paige. So, man, and I don't I, I don't know what you do with Paige. Uh, either she needs to get better and come back and they need to inject her somewhere. Yeah, but after all of this, say she does heal up. Like, she has a movie coming out, right? Yeah, apparently. She has a movie coming out that WWE helped film. Uh, the Rock is directing it. Then you've got uh, her parents defending her. Then you've got her saying, I still want to wrestle. Yeah. Where? Who's going to take you? Yeah. I don't even know if TNA would take you. Impact. Not TNA. Sorry, yeah, not TNA Impact. Uh, which is another thing we could, I guess, reasonably talk about is that uh, TNA had a max ex- exodus of a lot of their uh, their top level talent. Uh, they have since kind of bounced back. People are people who like TNA are saying Impact uh, is hit and miss, but it's it's not like it's not what you think it is. Which is, hey, what if you skim the top twenty guys out of WWE? What would the show look like on Monday? Uh, it's not quite that. They they found a way to work around it. Some good, some bad. Uh, so all the best to them. Um, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, they have a show coming up as well. Uh, lots of rumors of, of talent from Impact, like the Hardy Boys showing up at Mania. Lots of stuff going on. We won't know for another few days, but uh, we're cruising into a week. So maybe, uh, you know, I don't know how spoiled everybody likes their WrestleMania going into it. This year, there are maybe two matches I give a shit about. The, the, the thing is, that WWE knows that, you know, the stuff gets out on media. They have to hold guys in trailers now and that kind of thing so people don't see them. Yeah. They've got to go under like fake names, and re- really, at what point? Oh no, we... they have to go under fake names, Andrew. <laughs> I, 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 I meant more so like they're going to start putting up false information for rumors for Mania. Sure. So you can't. I wish they did more of that. You, you can't figure out what's true yeah. and what's and, and what's like false. I feel like right right now, uh, March twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen, people are having no problem figuring out what's real. Uh, I'll tell you what isn't real. Those uh, titties that were just flashed at Triple H and his roadies. Uh, man, look at this. D- but D- DX back in that day was fantastic. Cause they, they, are they just making like dick jokes about hot dogs here? Is that what was happening? Uh, they, were, they were making a couple of jokes and they asked uh, they asked Sean because Sean's the religious man. So they yeah. played off of that. And they said, hey, Sean, can you get more hot dogs? Uh, sure. And he walks away and that's when they had him flash. So they can still do the DX flashing. I like it. But Sean doesn't have to. That's right. Uh, God doesn't have to cut a Yeah, God, God, God doesn't have to go heal on him. <laughs> 
Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, uh, last bit of news here for the WWE. Uh, in the p- past couple weeks, Moral Ronaldo has not been uh, present at uh, SmackDown uh, recordings or 205 Live. He is, of course, the lead announcer there. Uh, he had The last tweet he had tweeted regarded uh, the weather in the East a couple weeks ago. Some people were thinking he missed the show because he skipped a flight or couldn't get to the arena. He then went kind of silent on social media, so people were being, being concerned. Uh, evidently, Moral Ronaldo does have a history of uh, bipolar disorder and, and heavy depression, uh, that he's working with and is a big uh, proponent of of raising awareness for that. Uh, so he recently just tweeted out uh, that uh, he, he's aware of, of everybody being concerned about him. He said, I'm deeply touched by your tweets of support. My doctor wants me to stay off social media for now, and I want to thank you. Uh, which led people to believe, like, oh, he is having some kind of relapse into it. So all the best to him. And then an, uh, an MMA he's fighter yeah. uh, close to him also said that, uh, yes, he, he, he does fight uh, with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. But that being said, he said that a couple of times a year, it, 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 he said, he, he didn't put it like in, in terms of depression or anything, but things go too fast. Yeah. So he just slows down and takes himself out, out of everything. It's the ultimate thrill ride. So he, can, yeah. so, he, so he can catch up. Yeah. Fine. Uh, I wish him well. Hopefully he gets, gets healthy because he's the best guy they have for play-by-play. Uh, that being said, filling up, filling in, uh, they had, uh, what's his name? Todd. Uh, Phillips. Todd Phillips and JBL, who are fine. Like, they're good, understated, I guess. Uh, but David Otunga, apparently, if Mauro Ronaldo is not there, David Otunga doesn't exist. Is he like some kind of woodland sprite that's attached okay, to Mauro? Uh, according to someone, uh, they said that he's filming a movie <laughs> with Paige. Maybe, 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 maybe Paige's uh, maybe Paige's hired him because Xavier Woods is busy. I don't know. This is my house too. Oh, oh, that's really wrong. Anyways, uh. <laughs> Let's talk about the product itself, though. Let's let's uh, jump back into the kayfabe here, so to speak, uh, and talk about the uh, the two previous pay per views that have set up the ultimate thrill ride, the uh, the showcase of immortals. Andrew, WrestleMania thirty three. Oh, just taking a moment there to enjoy some Triple H. That's going to sound really weird if I don't edit this part out, but <laughs> we're raw. We care. Uh, so Elimination Chamber took place on February twelfth, which was over a month ago at this point. At the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's run it down. This was a SmackDown-specific special event. Not really a pay-per-view, if we're uh, we're being honest. Uh, So I have a kind of a play-by-play here. Or we can just do the the, the match stuff. I don't know. Is is it worthy of a long description? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you by the first thing being on the pre-show, we had Mojo Rawley versus Kurt Hawkins. Uh, who is the most beat, like most built up jobber uh, in SmackDown? I think he's new. He's the new age Al Snow. That's what he is. Yeah. Well, Jack Swagger left, so got beat somebody up. Oh yeah. Uh, so Mojo Raleigh actually defeats Kurt Hawkins here to set up their involvement in the Battle Royale at WrestleMania, I guess, uh, as they are both confirmed now. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. Uh, there, this was a, a notable special event or pay per view. Let's just call it pay per view. Yeah. Uh, because uh, three women's matches. Uh, on this bad boy, and they were all uh, singles matches. It's worth noting. Uh, and none of them dragged. Some of them were shorter and bad. Uh, if you told me that the best match of the night was going to be Naomi and Alexa Bliss, I would have said you're crazy. Uh, but that, I, if I remember correctly, ended up being the case. Um, especially with the ending they had. So Becky Lynch uh, versus Mickey James, fine. Uh, ends with Becky Lynch taking the win. Could, could, couldn't care less about... Uh, yeah, how, how far Becky has fallen, eh? He, what happened? I don't know. Uh, I honestly don't know. Maybe it's her promo work. Maybe it's the way she she comes off again with the fans. Yeah. I, I don't know. She's a la- she's a lame face. 
uh, and Alexa Bliss is a way stronger heel than she is a face, character-wise. You know, maybe we should have seen this coming. Honestly. I, I did. I, I've been I, sitting I, here all along I saying... Mean, I, I, didn't th- I, I, I knew she was a little lame, yeah. but I didn't think she was that bad. Next thing I know, it's just like... She got a little bit... When, when she got onto SmackDown and she was getting the push and she was number one... Uh, when they stopped giving her really, really terrible written stuff and she was just kind of straightforward, it was okay when she was on top. Uh, now, you know, you kind of spin out. And then Natalia's the same thing. Natalia was super strong as a heel. Uh, but when they decided to go with a mixed match for WrestleMania with John Cena and Nikki and Miz and Maurice, Natalia just, like, talk to you later. Um, so, hey, your furnace works. That's nice. Uh, Kalisto and Apollo Crews versus Dolph Ziggler. This makes sense. A handicap match where you have two faces versus a heel. And big surprise, the the, the numbers advantage wins here as Dolph Ziggler loses. Uh, what was really, the cool part about this match was Apollo Crews came, came in, then Kalisto, and before Kalisto could jump on his little tiny trampoline and get into the ring, Dolph Ziggler threw him into the light display, uh, on the top of the ramp, which was kind of fun. Uh, Kalisto does end up getting involved with the match, uh, and, <laughs> and chairs get involved later on, I th- or something like that, I believe. I, it, What's it, Dolph Ziggler doing at Mania? What, what, what are, <laughs> what are any of these guys doing at Mania? Honestly, really, like... This, this this entire match was, was was a jobber handicap match. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we got twenty minutes. Paul Cruz not title worthy. Kalisto's been off the map, and Dolph Ziggler is a guy that we can't even explain. You you can't logically explain Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he in the past three months, what was the his gimmick? He was going to quit. He was going to he if he doesn't do it, he doesn't deserve to do it. He blah blah blah. Yeah, he, he was going to quit, and then he fought yeah. someone else. AJ Styles is the only one that's actually standing there, being like, "How the hell does this make it?" AJ Styles' character is a eccentric heel who actually tells it like it is, uh, and he's the only character that does it. Uh, so far as to going like, "Hey, uh, Randy Orton burned down a house last week. Is he not going to face some legal repercussions for this?" <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. It was insurance fraud. That's what it was. It was insurance yeah. fraud. That being said, if it was Dolph Ziggler versus AJ Styles at Mania, I might actually prefer that. Uh, American Alpha, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable won uh, by last eliminating the Ascension, Connor and Victor, in a tag team turmoil match, uh, which is basically all the tag teams go in and defeat each other one at a time. Last tag team standing wins. I, uh, I pretty much saw this match at WWE Live here. Whenever, yeah. This this pretty much everything that happened. Yeah. Is what happened. Uh, if I remember correctly, the majority of the match was Usos and Alpha, and then Usos were eliminated, and then the Ascension were the last to come out and got squashed. Uh, so American Alpha got the championships and were never seen again. Uh, Nikki Bella versus <laughs> Natalia ended in a double countout. I believe there was a fire extinguisher involved in this angle. If that was, if I remember that I correctly. Think so yeah. Um. So memorable. <laughs> there's an awful lot of without context. There's an awful lot of head touching and kissing and hugging going on between. Uh, Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels and Triple H, H on the TV right now. Uh, after that, we had Randy Orton defeating Luke Harper. Uh, I I like this match just because it was Luke Harper like near the top of the card versus Randy Orton at a, at what extensively a pay per view. Well, he he finally got some notoriety. Yeah, and the match was good. Luke Harper's great. Uh, and then Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, big upset win here with Naomi winning the uh, the title. Uh, she was un- unfortunately injured in the match, and uh, because she isn't Goldberg. Uh, was actually had to give up the title because she wasn't going to be able to defend it in 30 days. Um, I guess there's a difference between not being medically cleared to defend a title and not being available to defend a title. I think those are two different things. They are. They are two. That, that being, and that being said, you know what? 
it's also different between like Goldberg. Goldberg has notoriety. He yeah. he can still carry himself. I'm sorry, Naomi can't. There's nothing to say that you can't do a raw squash with Goldberg defending his title against somebody. There's not. There's no friggin' rule that you can't do that to just keep keep the hype go like. The, I understand what they're trying to do. Don't show Goldberg anymore because the crowd will turn on him. Oh no! It, it was it, well. It's also we don't want to pay him more. Yeah, five appearances cost more than four. But <laughs> ultimately, that should never a, a dime should never hold up a dollar. If you think that having someone there is worth it or will ultimately be better for your product, I can't imagine Vince McMahon squeezes pennies that that that, that hasn't helped Raw in the last month. I, you sure? Yeah. More Undertaker. Uh, so, <laughs> then we had the Elimination Chamber match, uh, which saw Bray Wyatt, John Cena, AJ Styles, Miz, Dean Ambrose, and Baron Corbin battle for uh, the championship belt, which John Cena walked in as champion for. It's worth noting that on the previous pay-per-view, the Cena-Styles match was a triple-A, like, amazing uh, gauntlet of, of just... They used every wrestling move they knew. Uh, and it was a fun watch. Uh, and then was really neat about the Elimination Chamber matches. Those two guys were the guys who started the match. So you actually almost got like a little teaser, another like a little uh, sub story of the, of those two guys fighting, which are uh, which are good. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, Baron Corbin, the 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 monster here. Uh, Dean Ambrose is insane. He's right at home in the Elimination Chamber. The Miz, who is the only person who I believe has competed in Elimination Chamber before, uh, was noticeably pensive before going in. And kind of was uneasy the whole time was his his play on the Elimination Chamber, and it really, really worked. Uh, the Miz is fantastic, and I'm glad that everybody's finally coming around uh, to understand that, listen, you're not supposed to like him, but look at what he's doing, and is he doing his job? But see, that's just it. I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think he's doing anything. Really? Because I'll I, point to Sheamus last year when he was carrying the title as a heel that was doing nothing. The Miz is, is something. He's, he's an established character. In a way that when you're already annoying, it's not hard to be annoying. Like yeah, he's he's not trying for me to hate him. There's a difference between. But then when he wins, someone hands him a microphone, and just a scathing heel promo comes out of this guy. Or on on talking smack, ah, he's it's, just it's, it's more it's more whiny. Like I, I find it more annoying. Whereas if you remember Triple H, from his job was to be hated. He wanted to be hated. Yeah, there's a difference between being hated and being annoying. Uh, well, he's a fun heel. He's he's a whiny heel. Yeah. But but like so, again, so it's like he, he makes a promo, he gets a promo, and yakety sax plays in the background, or what? But there's a there's a thi- there's a there's a tight wire walking act because then you have like old school like like first in the WWE Seth Rollins like champion Seth Rollins, who is you can point to as okay, well the Miz isn't anywhere near that level of a whiny heel. Uh, so what is the Miz? He's the Miz. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> Uh, lots of neat moments in this thing, but uh, it comes down to Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, and Bray Wyatt hits the sister Abigail and pins Cena clean uh, f- to win the championship. And Bray Wyatt is uh, your your champion going into WrestleMania, uh, meaning that his brother in arms, uh, Randy Orton, at the time would have would be challenging him. Uh, so the angle, therefore, after was that Randy Orton didn't want anything to do with that that opportunity. He didn't want to challenge Bray Wyatt, so they held their own impromptu battle royale, which showed you the shallowness of their roster as they were ba- barely able to fill this thing, uh, which also went on to fill in some of uh, WrestleMania storylines. Obviously, Miz and Cena, I believe, had a thing during that uh, that that led to their further led to their uh, feud and whatnot. But uh, in the in the end of that, um, what what did end up happening? Who won that battle royale? Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how memorable was it was. Was it AJ? Because they've... 
Oh no, it was uh, AJ and Luke Harper did the uh, the double elimination. Yeah, the double yeah, yeah, elimination. Yeah, yeah. And then Randy Orton decided that he was going to do it, do it anyway, all. and then burned down Bray Wyatt's house. Yeah, right. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any, doesn't make any sense. Like they they butchered no, the entire dumb. end of the Royal Rumble. They butchered it. Uh, anyways, so that's the quote unquote main event of uh, the Rumble or the, the Death Story Mania. Uh, but that was Elimination Chamber. It's not, it's not even going to be the main event. That's what I never said. The Royal Rumble winner gets the main event. Yeah. He's not, because it's going to be Goldberg-Lesnar. Yep. Again. Their own rules. They're not following their own following rules. Following the the natural... Well, the 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 booking that makes sense, <laughs> but that leaves the least on the table for everybody else to eat, would be Brock Lesnar won the Rumble, and then Fastlane happens, and Goldberg wins the title. So, originally, you would have had Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar at Mania, and then they swerve at Fastlane, pun intended, and you have Goldberg-Lesnar for the belt, and he's also the Rumble winner. But is that no fun? Like, that leaves nothing for anybody else to, to do? Are we having fun with some of this as it is? We're not having fun with any of this, but you can still have your Randy Orton-Bray match, but it's not it's not built up as the... As the whatever. I don't... <sighs> yes, go ahead. And I gotta say, I don't understand... You could have AJ Styles and Bray! That would have been way yeah. more better. Like, way more interesting. Yeah, that, that would have been way more interesting. What, what I don't understand is what they're doing when it comes to production, too. That pay-per-view. Like, they had, uh, was a pre-show? They had Carmella on the pre-show panel? Oh, yeah. It's like, what the kinds of, they kept the No, hell? they kept cutting to Ellsworth and Carmella up in the in the suites, uh, commenting on things, which uh. I hope they go away. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Fastlane. <laughs> let's go away. Uh, this was a little more recent, so we should be able to remember it a little better, I would, I would hope. Uh, so we had Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa uh, versus THE Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar with Alicia Fox, mind you. Uh, and that was a tag team match where we had uh, Rich Swan, uh, I believe, took the win on that one. Uh, and then this led to a Tozawa-Brian Kendrick feud, which either started before this or is still going on now, which most recently culminated with Brian Kendrick stealing Akira Tozawa's passport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 a little weird, but I I, I still enjoy the cruiserweight stuff and then the, the two. That is live. weird because there's nothing enjoyable about it. Neville as a heel is fantastic. Austin Aries is enjoyable. Everybody else is so lost. I like I like Akira Tozawa. Sure. I mean, Brian Kendrick makes me sick. Alicia Fox is utterly annoying, and I don't understand why she's still got a job. Where's Summer Rae? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently, like listen, uh, I know Emma's coming up any week now, but uh, Summer Ray, <laughs> yeah, any week is now, concerning. <laughs> mm. All right, that was tasty. Uh, so after that, we had uh, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn uh, by technical submission. So singles match. Uh, their match on Raw was about on par with this too. Okay, fine, they they can go. Uh, they would need I don't know I don't know if like a pay per view they're I don't know if they're holding something back I feel like those two guys could have a better match than they've been putting on not to say that their matches aren't a, like A plus matches just that Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn says something to your brain that I don't think we've they, seen I, I think they weren't prepared for this too because they had the detour right right I mean the thing that happened to Rollins what they weren't what they weren't expecting yeah so that got detoured because uh, Rollins would would have probably had to fight Samoa Joe here, yeah. gotten destroyed, and then Triple H would have fought him at Mania, and then won, and then Rollins would have won. Well, we don't know that yet, but with uh, with Joe, it's like he just got thrust into a match with Zayn. Zayn, what are you doing? Not much. You're gonna get destroyed. 
Yes, sir. Like that. That's it. <laughs> I'm that, that, short that. of it. You think Sting's going to come out and help Seth Rollins? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> uh, Sting's still on a contract. Can Sting show up? Yeah, he can. Does he just not want to? People would love if Sting showed no, they, up once they don't, in a while. They don't, they don't have him doing anything, really. Like He's on a, he's on a Legends contract, so... Oh, that's lame. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeat Enzo Amore and Big Cass uh, to, to to retain the tag team championships. They should be champions. They're just using them wrong. They're using them so horribly wrong, and they have the entire time. Uh, Luke, yeah, Gallows Anderson. Uh, I was talking before we started recording, actually, that they're kayfabe retarded. Uh, their characters do things that make no sense. Well, the, well what, when they had the, the balls or whatever. Okay, well that's that's bad writing. Yeah, the, the, they're that, doing that, things that start, like, that, but that's started it. Like it just they're they're interrupting matches. They okay. So on this this week on Raw, right? You have a handicap match. You have Sheamus and Cesaro fighting both teams of the club, Anderson Gallows and Enzo Amore and Big Cass. And if Sheamus and Cesaro can overcome insurmountable odds and win two versus four, it's going to be a triple threat for this tag belt at Mania. The first thing the club does in the match is takes Enzo and Cass out. They're partners in this match. (laughs) They take them out. So what happens? Well, Cass grabs Gallows off of the apron and takes him out of the match. Anderson can't tag out. Sheamus and uh, Cesaro team up for a like a monster of a bro kick and pin him in a matter of minutes. Under a minute. And now it's triple threat at Mania. Good strategy. And that was that's one example I, of I, these and guys. I, and I don't understand the, the, the triple threat idea. I mean, I'm, I'm putting the cart in front of the horse here because we're still re- reviewing Fastlane, but yeah. I don't understand how you can go forward with a triple threat match at Mania. It's a lot easier to make it a fatal four-way tag match and throw any like I don't care who you throw in there for another tag team, <laughs> but I mean like when you when you look at three tag teams in a tag team match, if it's if it's not tornado tag, yeah, what is that freaking point? I think you could almost make a stipulation on this week's RAW that Gallows and Anderson don't show up this week, and we won't add a fourth team, and they wouldn't be able to fucking help themselves. <laughs> uh, they'd be there with bells on, uh, ready to accept uh, another team. Uh, so, let's go on to a women's match here at Fastlane. We had Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. Uh, of course, heading into it, Sasha Banks won the championship, lost it to Charlotte again. Or, yeah, Charlotte. And then uh, Nia Jax here coming in was undefeated at this point, was uh, somewhat of a monster still. Uh, and Sasha Banks beats her. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I watched them on NXT... So they can do so much more. Yeah. The booking can be so much better. The match planning can be so incredible. Yeah. And they just don't do it. No. Uh, that, and they've given away all of their... If there's a list of firsts or things that matter, they have given it away for every woman on this show. Well, and they've, they've evidently made the championship not matter, too. Absolutely, they have. Wait, Everybody's wait. shared it, except Nia Jax. Nia Jax can win it Monday, and then we've all... Everybody's had it. <laughs> uh, Nia Jax comes into Mania as the champion. That makes sense. And then Sasha leaves with it. Who, who cares? The, the championship means nothing. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, so the thing with the the women's division on Raw is that uh, there are four of them. So number one contendership is relative in that if it's going to be a triple threat or a fatal four way, that automatically qualifies the other two women to be in the match. 
and having to defeat each other is moot. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, Nia Jax was the fourth contender for the belt, regardless of her beating Bailey on Monday night, which she did. It doesn't matter if you if it was going to be a fatal four way. It's Nia Jax, no matter what. What's, our, what's the booking? Uh, so, who anyway, is, I'm going to look it up. Who is booking this crap? Who writes this shit? Uh, so anyways, we have Sasha Banks beating Nia Jax, uh, Cesaro, with Sheamus, uh, defeated Jinder Mahal, of course the stipulation here at the beginning of the match was Jinder Mahal and Rusev no longer to want to be tag, uh, partners, which, I had admittedly not been watching Raw, so I didn't know that was a thing, uh, but Cesaro beats Jinder Mahal, Big Show beats Rusev, uh, turns out that Rusev was actually injured, uh, which is why Big Show just kind of crushes him here and writes Rusev off of uh, the, the program for a bit. Which is disappointing, because I like Rusev, and it's a bummer that he'll miss Mania, to be completely honest with you. Uh, they have a lot, there's a lot of talent that is currently on that Mania card that I would slot in Rusev instead on. Uh, Neville defeats Jack Gallagher in a hell of a match, really good match uh, for the Cruiserweights on this pay-per-view, if I remember correctly. Neville is a really good heel. Uh, he's much more natural in this role as he was on NXT, and uh, he's going to have a good run. Which is funny, because on Monday after they put out the, uh, I believe it was a new uh, ride-along, because mm-hmm. it just left the TV on and it was on, and I'm like, that's Sami Zayn, but who has that in the car next to the glasses? The glasses and the ears. I'm yeah. like, who the hell is this? <laughs> and he's like, come on, Neville. I'm like, holy hell, this is yeah. Neville. And then you hear him talk, and I'm like, he's making Zayn look out to be like annoying and an asshole. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> So, like, Neville's genuinely a dick. I like this. He should have been a heel all along. He's a method heel. Uh, Then we have Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Of course, here, everybody's like, well, Braun Strowman hasn't been pinned. This will be a good match. Braun Strowman pinned clean by Roman Reigns uh, to end this. Whatever. And uh, then we've got Bayley and Charlotte Flair. Of course, Bayley coming into this as the champion. But Charlotte Flair, to this point, has not lost a pay-per-view event until now. Unless she just loses. Yeah, she just straight up lost. They mentioned it every time, and she's, she loses. So, let's let's break down what you've given away. You have Sasha... <laughs> let's do the math. You have Nijax, who's built up as a monster. Yep. Loses clean. Yep. You have Charlotte, whose main gimmick is she doesn't lose the pay-per-views. She can lose non-title matches on TV, or title matches on TV. Doesn't lose the pay-per-views. Lost on a pay-per-view. You have Bailey's first championship win, given away on a TV show. Uh, you have Sasha, I believe. It was, it was a TV match, And Sasha's, it? too. Sasha yeah. did the same thing Sasha's Sasha. won uh, her belt and then lost it in her hometown against Charlotte because at the time, Charlotte didn't lose on pay-per-views. So you have given away the number one thing you had for all that was still hype for all of these girls heading into a fatal four-way match ensuring that I don't care who wins because nothing is at stake. Charlotte has already lost in a pay-per-view. Nia Jax has lost, period. Bailey's coming in with the championship belt, so we don't have to worry about her first championship win being a big thing at WrestleMania. And Sasha is is honestly the worst off of all of them, as she was kind of pushed to the side once, twice, three times. A lady. Uh, as as yeah, exactly. As they uh, decided to 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 hitch their wagon to Bailey here and there. And to add on to Sasha, there, there was a reported a live event of the on, on, was it last weekend? Or was it sure. this weekend? No, it was posted by blah blah blah. I don't think it was last weekend. Uh, they te- they teased another heel turn because they had Sasha and Bailey, I think, working together. And I, I haven't watched the video, but the-, the video apparently shows off that she's they're they're finally going to push her over heel. 
if I have to guess, that's how they're going to use her for Mania, is just a, a reason to put her over heel, which they're not going to give her the belt. They're not. It's I, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's going to be Nia Jax, Charlotte, or Bailey walking out with the championship. It, so, I don't think it'll be her. So what's... Uh, let, let's think about this. Uh, you have the Raw after, uh, and people always thought that if it, this was a one-on-one, if it was Bailey and Charlotte, people were pretty sure at the time Charlotte would be going into Mania with the belt. Yeah. And Bailey would have her first win, belt win, at, at Mania, which is, let's say, twofold reasons why you give a shit. Everybody pay attention. <laughs> Bailey's first championship win, Charlotte loses at a pay-per-view. Those are two streaks, or things, that have not happened before, that have now happened, and the match is, it has stakes. You've taken that away, you've added two more people to the match, and you've gone out of your way to make sure that they are also not special. Uh, or there's nothing special about this match whatsoever. Uh, so I could see there being some shenanigans. I see... Uh, Bailey ultimately retaining her belt here, which is the most unfun because she's retaining. No one, no, no belt change here. But Sasha uh, turns on her the next night. Uh, what, what they should do is just add a fifth woman, a woman into this, and say, "Hey, Lana, you want to fight? Yeah. What if? What if? I'm just saying." <laughs> Oscar actually drops not not maybe not actually loses the match at Takeover, but drops the belt. Says, "You know what? I've done everything." Hands it back, shows up the next night, and saying, "Yeah, we've got someone else to add to this match." Like they 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 try and like just shine sure. it up a little bit. Sure, but that is the only way. That is the only way I see any of this. With me, sense. it's always to what end? Because then, okay, so you have Asuka. Who's she fighting? Nijax? Oh, what on a takeover? Uh, after after Mania. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, she's already she's already destroyed Nijax. Yeah, but like NXT. Well, that's the thing. So believable opponents for Asuka include Charlotte Flair. That's what you'd want to see immediately. And she, and she fought Bailey too, and she killed Bailey too. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Uh, but what I would see is spinning out of of Mania. If Charlotte doesn't get her belt back there, uh, then you can. If Emma is can be on television, uh, you could spin Charlotte off with Emma. You could have Bailey and Sasha do their program. Uh, Sans belt, give the belt to Nia, and then bring Asuka up to chase Nia. I don't know. I don't know how you book that. You've taken away all of the specialness of, of of first-time wins and first-time losses and streaks, and it it's really unfortunate. Uh, anyway, I, I used to care. I liked I liked the women's division on Raw. I'm like, oh, this is neat. They all have different colored hair. Well, the, the, the best part was you didn't, you didn't really follow NXT much at the time, so it was like all the women's stuff. Yeah. Like, you, you missed, like, the prime time. And the first thing I watched was uh, the last match of Sasha Banks and Bayley. Yeah. Uh, the really, really good one. We, we, we yeah. finished with the Frankensteiner in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Uh, anyways, moving on. Goldberg and Kevin Owens. I have thoughts. Uh, so, going into this... <laughs> going into this, of course, we had the Festival of Friendship, which if you haven't checked out, check it out. Uh, and, uh, we had, we had the definitive breakup between Kevin Owens and, and, and Chris Jericho, which was handled fantastic. Any promo, any promo or on TV thing that Chris Jericho is involved in, clearly he is very hands-on with, and the quality shows, the guy knows exactly, like, he, he just got, he's got it. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Uh, so Kevin Owens has benefited greatly, uh, his, Kevin Owens' personality mixed with what Jericho can, can craft, has been fantastic on TV. The Festival of Friendship was no no different. Uh, but Kevin Owens ultimately has to fight Goldberg at this pay-per-view. Kevin Owens' strategy is uh, 
to kind of Homer Simpson him, I don't know, and and basically tire him out to to take the hype level down. Goldberg comes to the ring, he's going to spear you, he's going to jackhammer you, he's going to win. Kevin Owens rolls out of the ring and kind of faffs about, let's say for lack of a better term, for, for a few minutes. He then gets into the ring and he's ready to get in Goldberg's face and he's ready for the match to begin. Chris Jericho's music hits, Chris Jericho saunters onto the top of the ramp. Kevin Owens is dumbfounded, forgetting entirely where he is with his mouth agape, while Goldberg delivers a spear at Jackhammer and wins the title in a matter of minutes. I am sick of the distraction finish in any form, and I no one can defend it to me, and I will always say it sucks. If I see it coming, I'm like, this match is a bust, this sucks, I don't care what it does to the story, there's a better way to do it, it, this. It's a cop-out. There's a, it's a cop-out. It's a, it's a straight-up cop-out. We've gotten that so many People times. are used to it, so you think you can get away with it? That doesn't make it okay. It is the worst... Most lazy booking, especially at a main event where you have Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. That was your booking. That was like, well, we'll just do that. It's fine. That sucks. That sucks so bad. Well, the, the only thing carrying this match was Kevin Owens. Was the promo work of Kevin Owens. Yes. Goldberg, Goldberg was, I'm going to kill you. And Kevin Owens has to go over the top with Goldberg is work. borderline concussing himself in the locker room. Uh, hitting his head into a locker. Like... God, that's frustrating. And it just leads you to think, what what is Mania? What is that Mania match? Is it a squash? <laughs> well, between... Lesnar and Goldberg. What's going to happen in that match? Are we actually going to get, like, the 10-minute the match we were promised for WrestleMania? Was Do we WrestleMania want 22? the 10-minute match? No, I honestly I like, don't. I like seeing Brock Lesnar sell. I think he's a really good wrestler on both sides. He offensively but is he has to win. super he, scary. This, this yeah. is it for Goldberg. He yes. has to win. Brock Lesnar is going to be with the company for at least one more year, and he's got more dates this upcoming year than ever before. So Brock Lesnar could be very much involved. He could carry a championship belt. Will he put someone over? He might have to put somebody over. It might be Roman Reigns. <laughs> Leave your face. I so went. Classic. I, I, I went. I went from like super excited to like you just killed my dog. You understand that WrestleMania 34 is in New Orleans, where the streak was broken, and uh, Roman Reigns is going to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 33, and then beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34, and be the top. Oh, Lee, top guy. My heart. <laughs> it's really a bummer when you're looking at the Mania after this Mania, and you're like, so what happens between now and then? A bunch of dog shit. Like what? The, what happens? Uh, anyways, the fun the fun thing about Fastlane when you when you look at the, the match times, yeah, the people who got the longest the longest time for their match was the uh, pre show. Yeah, with, Joe and uh, Zane was the, pretty long. The cruiser cruiser weights. Yeah, uh, Joe. Yeah, and uh, Joe and Zane were moderating along, and then as you go on, everybody else got a minute or minute and a half less. Back to the cruiserweights, you got 12 minutes. It was a good match, For though. Neville. Oh, it was yeah. great. And then Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman got 17 freaking minutes. I That was an okay match, though. You it was what? an okay match when you thought Braun Strowman could win. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey and Charlotte got 17 minutes. Do you know why you thought that? Because Braun time. Strowman hadn't lost previously. And in the back of your mind, you're like... What if they just go with Strowman? What if they just put Strowman well, over Reigns? They were Reigns? supposed to. They were supposed yeah. to. And then the thing that that I, I I never thought possible, he's getting over. He's getting over before Roman Reigns yes. did. Yeah. Roman Reigns is the one that's catapulting we've, everybody we've into notoriety. About Baron Corbin on SmackDown is the the character that Roman Reigns should be playing, 
And furthermore, Braun Strowman is an exaggeration of the type of character that Roman Reigns yeah. should play. Braun Strowman is a heel by definition, but is getting over as a face because he's a goddamn wrecking machine <laughs> whose music starts with a giant roar that he himself recorded, and he comes in and destroys people and can carry a match for longer than a spear and a jackhammer. Interestingly enough, uh, Braun Strowman's great. I love Braun Strowman. If you would have told me that come WrestleMania season, I wish I was seeing Braun Strowman versus Undertaker versus what is actually booked, I would think you're a crazy person. Uh, but that's where we're at. I hope Braun Strowman interferes in that Taker Reigns match. I hope I hope that just happens. I don't care what the outcome is as long as that happens. I just ugh, if, if Taker actually loses to Reigns, I'm as of right now it's Braun Strowman putting Big Show over the ropes at the Battle Royale and winning that trophy. That's what's happening it's, for Strowman. It's 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 bad enough that I've got to deal with uh, a, our, our our good friend Reed telling <laughs> me that Roman Reigns is going to win in the Undertaker's yard and then he's going to protest that this is his yard. Yeah, but like, this so what? My, this is my. I, I can't. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> not not only is he saying this is his yard, he's also referencing the the weakest point of the Undertaker. You're also mentioning that like when Roman Reigns is t- speaking into a microphone, it's the weakest Roman Reigns is. When he's like got his mean face on, he's punching people. Then you can kind of get behind him. But when he's gonna talk, I'm not down with it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that saves that match, if we're if we're speaking meta, is that Roman Reigns goes full heel, like full heel. Whether he loses or wins, he beats the living shit out of Undertaker. He disrespects Undertaker. He wants to end his career. So if it's ding, 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 one, two, three, Roman Reigns is your winner and the crowd is booing, you sick Roman Reigns on Undertaker after that bell rings and you put him over as a heel or I'm, do- I'm done. Like, I say it every year. Uh, I... Uh, my God. <laughs> Just, like... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have no words. I, I always have to preface that I'm coming from a place where I don't mind Roman Reigns as a wrestler, and there are moments where Roman Reigns is, is brilliant. Uh, and it's usually when he is a wrecking machine at that one pay-per-view where he loses to Sheamus or whatever there and then goes and sicks himself on Triple H. You're like, yes! More of this! More of this! And then immediately on Raw, he's suffering succotash again. Again, step. <laughs> suffering <laughs> uh, I say, I say, I say. I say, I say. Uh, and he's talking about cojones and, and, and just... Yeah, what? Like, is, is he writing for himself? Are they writing for him? Like They're is... clearly writing for him. <laughs> I, I, I don't I... know. Uh, yeah. My head. <laughs> just trying to understand... Their ra- their ra- their ration uh sorry their rations the rationalizing of yeah. what's happening it just it hurts no so here's the thing the WWE has a weird relationship with logic when it comes to booking stories and with Roman Reigns the logic is entirely based around that Roman Reigns is the hero and everybody loves him and the issue there is that Roman Reigns is popular with women and children. Uh, but the, the the majority of your your ticket paying buying crowd does not see him that way, and they want him any other way, and they're willing to give him a chance. I truly believe, but they re- they refuse. They refuse to to see it any other way. Now we we don't have we don't have children, you or myself. Yeah, but we do have uh, a girlfriend and a wife. Yeah, do they like Roman Reigns? The, again, I, I think. <laughs> I think you would, the first thing you would hear is that he's good looking, which is viable in in a WWE superstar. They're schlubby. If it's Mick Foley, 
no chick is like, oh man, I want that. Uh, but Roman Reigns is a, is a good, is a handsome looking Samoan gentleman, uh, who's who's quite swole. Uh, and and is good looking. He's a, he's a handsome man. I'm not denying that. That's his appeal to that crowd. His appeal to children is that he's booked as a good guy and he's always punching bad guys in the face. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 the same idea with the way they treat Cena. They see they see dollar signs. Except but they don't Cena see... Cena's meta now because like the let's say the let's for lack of a better word the Smarks are really impressed with Cena's work in the ring in the previous year. Uh, his matches with AJ are nothing to scoff at. Oh, and, not at all. And now it's kind of like, it's the thing to John Cena sucks. But it's also almost a, t- a term of endearment. I don't think anyone is legitimately in the crowd saying that that doesn't want to actually see Cena there. I want. It's his welcome. I, I want to see Cena so I can boo him. Yeah. But my problem, and he has gotten better in the ring, but... The problem is that he's so popular, being being yeah. one of the head guys. He's getting promo work, he's getting mic work, and that's where you, I just turn the brain off because I'm like, you're gonna get the same do 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 hustle loyalty. He I've, starts yelling, his I've his been, voice is breaking. Yeah, I've yeah. been here. He's he's got he's got those sweat. His time is now. Yeah, coming out in purple teal shirts, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm I'm so over it. I'm so over how. You know, people complained about Hulk Hogan back in the day. You know, take your vitamins, say your prayers. I would argue this has almost gotten worse. So what you're saying is, WrestleMania 34, Hogan Cena. I wouldn't mind that. that Honestly. Makes Honestly. Sense. Makes sense in my brain. Hogan, Hogan <laughs> is still in shape. You could do a three-generation three thing, Hogan, Taker, and Cena. That way Hogan doesn't have to do much. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan, Rock, and Cena, and Cena just retires. People... Uh, I, I keep seeing fantasy booking for manias online that always have it number one, Austin and Rock. I'm like, you've already freaking seen that. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> they want to, the, the thing, the thing is you, you want to relive like the height. I haven't really seen many matches that have kind of compared to the yeah. back and forth sway. Like, I mean, now you, you can get some really good, like good stories like the, the Cena AJ match back and forth. The problem is that in this day and age, you see, you know, AJ going special, trying for the Styles Clash. Okay, that doesn't work. Uh, phenomenal forearm. Uh, you know, there's then there's the AA once, twice, twice yeah. three times, four times. It's like and back in the day of, you know, Austin and The Rock. When you saw that finisher, yeah. it was either going to be you used it and you failed or you used it and succeeded. And in and, and your failure... You knew that was going to come back to haunt you because The Rock would come back with a rock bottom and actually win, though it took years for him to actually it's, it's a, beat him at yeah, Mania. Yeah, it's a weird pacing that uh, that those matches were doing, the Cena-AJ ones specifically. Uh, but the thing that was cool was like every time someone raised a shoulder, you're like, well, now the other person's going to try to one-up them. Yep. And it became like a, a game of horse in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, where you're like, well, that guy did a hand plant, whatever. Now AJ's going to go up there, and what the hell is he going to do? Uh, and that, that made it exciting. Uh, and that's the reason why we watch wrestling, right? <laughs> it, makes, it makes it exciting. It just takes away from it because you, you like the so much the, should the, be going on. The special effect, yeah, of the finishers, the, uh, the, the phenomenal forearm, like the AA. Those are supposed to be like the pinnacle. Yeah. Well, when you use the pinnacle six times, it doesn't well, work the first five. It started. It started a couple years ago with the the DDT. It was like, well, that used to mean like a guy was borderline dead and he was getting <laughs> pinned. Now you can take three DDTs and pop back up, and you're just ready to go. Uh, so. 
you know, whatever. It's anime. <laughs> Goku used to be able to hit someone with a Kamehameha, and it was game over. At a certain point, that wasn't good enough, Andrew. So here, here's where we're at. Everybody's power level is too high. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it, Again, the, the reason we watch wrestling is for suspension of disbelief. You you make it, the job of a wrestler is to you know make people make people believe in you in a world of make believe and occasionally that happens and Cena and AJ was one of those times so I love that match ne- Neville and and Gallagher 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 was one of those matches as well you want the thing is you want people to believe we're looking at Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels yeah they made people believe. Whether it was good, whether yeah. it was bad. You see Shawn Michaels believe. about to start crying when he's pinning Ric Flair, and then after pinning him, hugging him as Ric Flair is also crying. Yeah. Well, to be to be fair, he does scream like "Do it, Flair!" When he's on his, <laughs> yeah. when he's on his knees, he's he's saying like "Do it" because this, old. this yeah. is it. This is the end. Well, okay. Quotes. Yeah. This is the end, which it wasn't, but like. I believe that. Yeah, I can believe. I, I can't believe what's going on now because we're, we're it's you're, you're getting cookie cutter endings. You're getting cookie cutter storylines. So ma- making us yeah. believe that we're idiots and we're, we're not worthy. We're really of anything freeforming better. now, but we need to. We'll bring it back to Raw yeah. and SmackDown. Uh, and and the thing I was talking about about the women's match, and we're gonna get into it because we're gonna run down the media card as it exists. The thing I'm talking about the women's match is. The work is always going to be there. You always have to assume nowadays, 2017, that the wrestling match will be at a certain quality. So what what are the things, what is the frog DNA that we need to fill in to actually get a dinosaur to happen? And that's the storyline and the stakes of the match. The things on the outside of the match that make the match more interesting. Those are the things like Charlotte never loses at a pay-per-view. Those are the things like Braun Strowman doesn't get pinned. Those are the things like Undertaker doesn't lose at Mania. That frog? Yeah. It's why NXT succeeds, and right now WWE fails. Yes, yeah. The main show, main roster and it, fails. The, the, the thing that's so crazy is you have so much time to develop these stories, and you realize that NXT, with its very short span of time, gets to the point and makes you care immediately, and what's the what's the bisnack? What's I, the problem? I found the frog. Uh, is it's, it, it's Triple H. Yeah, it's Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Triple H is the frog. I mean, I mean, he's not the greatest looking. Oh, but... Mr. Storyline, where did you come from? <laughs> I come from Triple H's head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he is honestly I, I really do think it is it is him because he is still engaged with I mean he is older but he is engaged with what we want today and we see it in NXT yes it is a very condensed group yep I think that's what we're missing you don't think Triple he, H is backstage watching Shawn Michaels pin Ric Flair and being like hmm taking a mental note of, uh, of why things like that work like of well, course he, he is he's still involved <laughs> the thing is too he's, people critique him for being involved that's not a bad thing because Vince is so removed. I mean, back in the day when they went to the attitude area and they, they go for less contemporary things, it was, I think that was more of a, Hey Vince, like we're losing here. We're losing. We're not losing a little bit. Now we're losing badly and we need to change in the world of reality in this current age where we more so than the two thousands, we thrive on, on, on the realistic view, I really can't stomach the cookie cutter yeah. because we're, we're made out to be idiots. We, if you make it more realistic, that and that's what I know. What that 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 worked in the nineties with uh, with WCW and yep. somewhat WWE when they jumped the bo- when they jumped the board. But now we want more realistic. Okay, we'll we'll give you total bells. That's not what we want. No, 
It's good. It's good. It's not, it's not the idea we're, of what we're, we're, we're enjoying it for the stupidity. Yeah. yeah. For the for the for the dumb angle. Do you know but, what they need to do? Uh, is when Lucha Underground came out, and there's been WWE comics, and it's essentially fan like it's fan fiction. But if you made a drama where everybody was in character and it was written by someone competent, which is the key part of this, uh, <laughs> could you imagine if they they did angles like that, or you had a thirty minute thing that was on Thursday nights, and they just during the week filmed angles with people outside of the context of the shows, and it was like backstage stuff. It was hotel room stuff. It was well, not necessarily starring Paige, uh, but. But that kind of idea, like Lucha Underground did, where it was presented as a drama, uh, and where the storylines were taken seriously. A dude was transforming into a dragon and eating people, but it was presented as something you should take seriously and, and like, intense. Where if someone went to fight that guy, you're like, that motherfucker can turn into a dragon and eat that guy. So, that's the truth of this show, and therefore, I give a shit. Uh, I think is what kind of you're getting at. Not that it, not that ridiculously, mind no, you, but, but something like AJ attacking uh, Shane. Uh, and, and, see, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I have not seen something so serious. He gets out of his car. Two seconds later, his face is going through yeah. through the, the passenger... Oh, the, Bro- the Brock Lesnar attacking window. Dean Ambrose. Th- like, those kind of backstage segments. Uh, you know... It goes so far. Yeah. So far in believability. And that's, and that's what's missing right now. Is yeah. Because Triple H lived through that. I'm like, and this will go back to the women's thing, I, I swear to you. Yeah. It... He, he he believes that. He understands that. He shows that off. That's partially why NXT works. Some of it's the talent and they're coming up. So yep. some of it will be a little slower and you got to give that time. But with him and the women, he would talk to them before the event and say, like during the Iron Woman match, you got this. You know, he's talking to them. He's doing what Vince did years ago, but he's also yeah. adding the story element into it. And I, I really think mixed with, uh, I can't remember his name, so I, I go by his stage name, of Albert. And you've got uh, P.S. Michael Hayes. Oddly yeah. enough, he's still connected in with with, with like with today. He must be really good at what he does. And, 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 <laughs> and Sean and yeah. Sean Michaels now now with NXT. Like you have this this brain trust yeah. of ideas and movements, and you just don't use it. And it's like when uh, this is going right back on TV here with him being on TV right now. Sean. And Triple H would go to Vince and said, let us do this. Let us be yep. rock. Let me be me. Let me be this smarmy asshole. Yep. And that's exactly what he was. And it got off so well on TV. Way, way, way better than Rocky Maivia. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Let me be me. I'm an asshole. Austin 316 says, I whooped your ass. He went off on that opportunity. You Sometimes you just got to let them be who they are. And right now, we don't get that with the women, yeah. and we don't get that with anybody else. Well, it, it, yeah, the characters aren't believable. None of them are. No. Uh, you, you look at some of the new talent coming up, I mean, with, with big examples from NXT being Apollo Crews and uh, Tyler Breeze, guys that were kind of just kicking around NXT, and at a certain point, they got their, uh, you know... Call-up, so to speak. They got their, their call-up, their diploma, because you've been around for so long, Miz will get you out of here. Their call-up to WWE superstars. And, 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 the, and the character development just isn't there. There wasn't anything ready for them, and they flounder. Uh, they get, end up dress, cross-dressing and fighting John Cena on uh, Tuesday night. That's what happened this I week. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a thing. I believe they called him Breezy Bella, which was fun. Actually, that's kind of funny. Also, Tyler Breeze, dressing up as Nikki Bella... Way more viable character than what he's doing right now. If he did that every week and started fighting women, I'd be all over it. That'd be fantastic. Damien Sandow's gimmick. Yeah. That's proof right there. It got over, and they never really did anything with it. The people wanted to see the turn. 
we got the turn, and what happened? Yeah. You take away the thing. You took yeah. you took away the, the turn and, and and like act like it never happened. Uh, so I like Damien Damien Sandow dur- during all that, but I also like Miz. And when people started being like, Miz is not the thing that's putting this over. It's all Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow is more over than the Miz. I'm like, look at watch what happens when they're no longer together, and tell me, tell me what. True, but you're also giving one. Sandow per- starts doing a Macho Man gimmick. <laughs> that's what happened. That's, that's also WWE didn't like. Damien Sandow getting all that all that push though they used it, but the minute they, they were able to kill it yeah. they killed it yeah so like, to what end though I actually actually I, I liked Macho Man down yeah I, I, I really did you're, I really loved Macho that. Man we got to see them in person so you yeah. got to real you got to live your uh, your your that was, hearing that the was, Macho that, Man that, thing. That, that was pretty cool I I, I never got to, you know during that age I never saw any live events I was so so small so you're so little seeing see, <laughs> see, see Macho Man come out. This is too bad. So Marie could have been his Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. Missed opportunity. Okay. We both digress. I digress for you. Uh, we're going to go <laughs> into uh, into Raw and SmackDown, run down the Mania card, and then stop uh, whining uh, about things we have no control over, but are weirdly passionate we, we about. We wish we did. Uh, <laughs> so, I have a... Uh, a breakdown of things here, but it's it's on the W... It's, it's the Bleacher Report one, so it's... There's a lot of words, uh, so bear with me as I go through this. Uh, so at the beginning of, of Raw this week, uh, Mick Foley comes out having previously stuck his hand down the throat of Triple H the previous week, and he comes out humbled and says, I did a bunch of uh, bad things and I'm sorry. Uh, Stephanie McMahon comes out and fires his ass on the spot, <laughs> which I kind of like. Stephanie McMahon is fantastic. Uh, she's so good. She changed. Like, uh, yeah. like uh, after, what was it, the... Shield breaking up, and yeah. the minute Rollins was kind of gone, it's been this like really weird tweener stuff that I, yeah. I don't I don't love. I'm not like crazy about her, but the character in recent years has probably never been better. She she's slowly bec- the tweener thing really lends itself to her becoming more like Vince, uh, where Vince is now kind of the Magneto, not really a villain, not really a <laughs> he's not really a good guy, he's not really a villain, but when he shows up, there's consequences. Yeah. Like Magneto's here, some, something's up. Uh, what, what's going on? And, uh, you know, sometimes he jumps into a limo and it explodes, and other times he makes a brand split. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag with Vince when he, he shows he up. He fights God. Yeah, sometimes he fights God. Uh, so, uh, with, uh, with Mick Foley fired, Sami Zayn comes out, uh, defends his, his friend and mentor and, and Mick Foley and says, uh, Steph, you suck. Uh, Stephanie's like, oh, that's funny. Here, fight Samojo again. Uh, so that's that's what happens here. The the match was fine. Uh, not not their best. Not like I said, on par with the pay per view thing, which I thought was just middling at uh, best. Dana Brooke, who still exists and can and and is still an active wrestler on the roster, surprise, uh, comes out and uh, she's going to fight Charlotte. Charlotte, of course, going to put away Dana Brooke here, so she is not the fifth person into the Mania match. I guess uh, Charlotte wins. Also, Dana Brooks not great, so the match quality was. Womp womp. Uh, so next up, we had the best uh, best segment of the night. Uh, Chris Jericho comes out, uh, and he it's not a it's not a talk as Jericho segment or anything. Chris Jericho comes out with his list to cut a promo on Kevin Owens, revealing that he is nothing more than a fan man, <laughs> uh, showing an actual picture of Kevin Owens from his teenage years in a. In a bedroom with the walls painted black, which is the thing that everybody overlooks. He's like, he's got wrestling posters and some babe, and he's wearing a shirt. He's got painted black walls, which is the thing you need to note more than anything. 
because uh, that room wasn't originally black. That's no. what you have to consider. <laughs> That's my favorite part of it. Uh, he's an edgy. Kevin Owens was an edgy teen. Let's just let's just. So he still is. He edgy. still is. <laughs> uh, so he's wearing a Jericho shirt, and not only is he wearing the Jericho shirt, he's doing the Jericho pose. Uh, and, uh, it is pretty clear that Kevin Owens, uh, is, is he, he's marking out, he's a fan. Chris Jericho goes on to say that when, uh, Kevin Owens was signed with the WWE, he hit him up on social media. They show the DM on the screen. Chris Jericho is throwing to this stuff like a goddamn king. Like, he's just like, and then... When Kevin Owens was signed, on, he hit me up on social media. He points to the screen. It's it's there in a second. It's seamless. There's nothing awkward about it. He could... If you told me this was pre-recorded, I believe you. He's so on point and perfect. He planned it. He yeah. planned it. And that's what, I, that's what I, I find really impressive about Jericho is not only did he plan it, yeah. but it's like, oh man, I'm, dr- I'm driving to the next city. Let's... Oh, okay, maybe it's, it's a week till the next Raw. But let me let me think yeah. about what I want to do with Owens next week, and maybe if, if it's my turn to get over on yep. this. Yep. I need to get over as a face. I need to get people behind me again. Well, uh, not that they weren't before. Not that they absolutely exactly. Chris Jericho is as over as he could be. Everybody's except for Mike has turned around on Chris Jericho. I believe at this point. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jericho is uh, is spouting off. Uh, then Samoa Joe starts descending the ramp. Chris Jericho's like, uh-oh, here we go. Uh, and while he is distracted by Samoa Joe, in the in a kind of distraction that I will allow, because it's not in the <laughs> middle of a match, never mind a championship main event, he's distracted by Joe while Kevin Owens jumps into the ring from behind and decks, uh, decks him, gives him a pop-up powerbomb, and uh, proceeds to rip up the list of Jericho before does, Jericho's able to write his name on it. Does he eat it? He puts a piece in his mouth and spits it at Jericho. Yeah. He doesn't really eat it. Uh, if he ate the whole list, that would be... Like, in real time, like, paper by paper, he eats the list. <laughs> and just it's, makes it's, him watch like, while like, Samoa Joe submits. <laughs> akin to uh, Jericho's 1,001 holds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arm well, 1,001 one, one pages of the list of Jericho. Uh, anyway, fantastic segment. Absolutely great. That is the number one match anyone should be looking forward to at Mania, as far as I'm concerned. Next up, TJ Perkins versus the Brian Kendrick. TJ Perkins is embarrassed here, being pinned in, un- in under two minutes. Uh, the rumor on the street is that TJ Perkins is going to get a heel turn. Rumor on the street is, I don't give a shit. Uh, what a- There's no character. You can face and heel turn all of these people as much as you want. That was They that, need bigger characters. That, that, was, that was the problem. The fact was that TJ Perkins won the championship, right? He won the yeah. Cruiserweight. The first, yep. first ever in this new age Cruiserweight championship. He cut, like... No promos. Nope. And immediately drop a title to, was it Brian Kendrick? Hey, who likes video games, right? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes, he dropped it to Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick then dropped it to... Uh, Swan. Swan. Swan dropped it to Neville. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> Next up, no DQ match, Bailey versus Nia Jax. And yep. a new, no DQ match where anyone can come down the ramp. Charlotte? Sasha Banks, either of them, probably really interested in keeping Nia Jax out of this match. She's, uh, was she built at like 271 pounds? You don't want a girl that's the equivalent of the other three girls in the match, in your Mania match, vying for that belt. She's got a really good advantage, unless you're all going to jump on her like Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns did to Brock Lesnar that one time. I believe that was Fastlane 2015. Uh, Sounds right. Yeah. That's when they just took Lesnar out, so he was not a... Uh, in, the, in, in the notes for that match, though, 
it's uh, it's listed here as the crowd was bored and did various chants in addition to the wave. <laughs> WWE turned the crowd noise down, which was uh, which was upsetting because the match actually is, admittedly wasn't. A terrible match. Nia Jax and Bailey have worked together a lot and can book a pretty decent match. Bailey just kind of ragdolls for Nia as she whips her around. Uh, the match admittedly not that bad. The outcome logically confusing. That Sasha Banks has interfered in every Bailey match to the point of like, just fuck off, Sasha Banks. And the one time <laughs> where her interfering would make a whole hell of a lot of sense Never and still endear her to Bailey. Be like, Sasha showed up and saved me. She really truly is on my side. Nope. Fuck that. Uh, next up, we have Triple H come out and he addresses the WWE Universe and Seth Rollins with Michael Cole. He says that they will have an unsanctioned WWE match uh, where he will not have to be cleared by the doctors and he will draft up a schedule uh, or a, a, a contract and he can sign it next week. Uh, Triple H is great on the microphone. All that really needs to be said here. Uh, what is a little upsetting is that they can have unsanctioned matches. So why can't Daniel Bryan be fighting Miz? Or any of the hundred wrestlers that Daniel Bryan now has viable storylines with on SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I don't. It's it's yeah. It's, it's really it's a really weird way to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So suffice it to say, I think I think Seth Rollins is well enough to fight him. Just you just could have said you just could have said I got a second opinion and I've been cleared. Oh, that's cool. Oh, weird. Yeah. No, it's better if it's unsanctioned. That's that's it's it's and and the idea here. That's, is, that, that's like every paper every pay per view for what a string of like five or six when they came up and it was like we've turned this into a no disqualification match. Oh, that's nice. The only other thing I can see is if Monday rolls around and truly Seth Rollins is not good to go for the weekend, which is Mania next weekend. If you didn't know, uh, is is Finn Balor. If if Seth Rollins comes out and he says I can't I am I can't fight you like I have no chance in this what and Triple H jumps him again and Finn Balor comes out either that or I would I mean Finn Balor's over with the fans I yeah. can understand that you don't need more heels but with Balor coming back and you launch Balor over Triple H this is the thing there has been a rumor that Triple H has been trying for a new evolution shall we say yeah. Which I said a bunch of weeks ago, you and did. you're like, fuck you. And I'm yeah. like, dude, he's got Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. All he needs is Balor, or, Balor yeah, yeah. or Nakamura. If you need to not... It won't be Nakamura. If you want Nakamura to not talk for a while, and ultimately face turn. The idea being that Nakamura would be a gray wrestler, in that he would be part of this stable, but not really agreeing with their politics, and at a certain point turn on any one of them. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Triple H. Suzuki Nakamura versus any one of those three guys is great. If he turns on on them, this is this, this is what I'm just confused about, like about because this there this 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 is the only time where I could see him going in, like like Balor coming in. Mm. He's cleared to fight. He's fought for the last month and a half, two yeah, months. He's been on house shows. Why why wouldn't you use him at Mania? That's 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 the they question. are advertising so going to yeah. They're advertising on social media. Where will Balor appear next? They're like he's on all these house shows and he's winning. It's like where's he going to appear next? I don't know. Raw or Mania probably is like exactly. Like a, uh, I, I, at least they have options. Just don't uh, go to the club, please, please no, don't, no. don't do this. That'd be dumb. Uh, he immediately makes like terrible decisions and like. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the club, uh, <laughs> their early the the terrible decision they I mentioned earlier, where they take out their teammates in a handicap match and ultimately lose the match in a matter of minutes, happened next. Uh, so we are having a triple threat team match at uh, at Mania. What a dumb dumb thing. Uh, Austin Aries got to fight against uh, Tony Nese. Nice? 
I believe it's Nice. Nice. Uh, pretty good match. Austin Aries wins. Austin Aries is kind of uh, a cocky face, not like Paige. Uh, going into going into Mania versus uh, Neville. We're gonna take a few shots at Paige. Well, they, they took a shot. Yeah. They took a shot to Paige, like a couple of others have. Um, before the before this match, in why a is promo, it so easy? I don't, again, <laughs> uh, uh, poor Paige. <laughs> uh, well, because before the match with Austin Aries and Tony Nese, yeah, New Day did a backstage promo to hype up Mania, and then Big E asked Xavier, "Is there is there something you want to tell us about?" Yeah, because then they're, they're staring at him like judgmentally. And he's like, WrestleMania! And that was it. They're, so, they're playing off of it. Yeah. the We're making fun because we truly believe nothing should come of this. This is not a scenario where everybody fucks. If they can. As much as they can. If they're able to. <laughs> Paige just wanted to step it up. And we can I can respect that. And make a little fun of it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> next up we had Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's got the upper hand. Roman Reigns fights back and sets up a spear before Undertaker's dong. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker shows up in the ring. Uh, Braun Strowman's standing behind him. Undertaker goes to chokeslam Braun Strowman and does so. Braun Strowman rolls out of the ring, turns around right into a spear from Roman Reigns, who stands triumphantly over Taker before leaving. As Roman Reigns gets to the top of the ramp, Undertaker sits up. Which is, at his age... And condition, uh, in of itself, kind of entertaining. Sports entertainment. An Me, old man sits up in the ring. <laughs> I, I I can kind of swallow this ending a little bit too, to some degree, because mm-hmm. this this kind of tells me, oh, well, Reigns beat him here. Well, if Reigns if, if Reigns is kind of like beating him on Raw, there is hope for the future that at WrestleMania Taker will win. It's I, Roman Reigns. Just, the, the rules don't apply. You understand this, right? I I I, I just got to believe. Let's go over SmackDown. A uh, a fired up AJ Styles, who uh, the crowd is completely behind, even though he's a huge heel at this point, uh, comes out wearing a WrestleMania 33 visor, which it works getting you over as a heel. Anyone wearing a visor uh, is immediately on, on my list. Uh, and he's out there. He's spouting off uh, about how much he loves beating up Shane McMahon. The crowd loves it. Uh, and uh, uh, Shane McMahon, of course, wandered out partially concussed at the end of last SmackDown, saying that AJ Styles does have an opponent at WrestleMania. It's me. AJ Styles is like, excellent. I'll punch you in the face again. Uh, it, it's fine. AJ Styles is uh, very confident on the microphone, uh, which is nice to see. A year later, uh, AJ Styles has come a really long way, uh, especially allowing him to talk. At first, it seemed like they were trying to. They didn't want his southern accent on the show. That's the only thing I could think of. Was like, ooh. They don't want that on the show. He sounds too much like old times. And uh, they, they seem to have completely given in that, no, this guy's the real deal. At some point, Vince was convinced, I guess, and uh, Styles is the way to go. Good. Uh, and, and we learned this week that there was, when, when it was being teased that AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels was maybe a thing for Mania, absolutely was on the table and Shawn Michaels uh, kiboshed it. For any number of reasons. That's okay. Shawn Michaels doesn't have to wrestle people. Oh, he's retired. Uh, yeah. But uh, what we're left with is is AJ versus Shawn Mike Shawn Michaels Shawn, uh, Shane McMahon. As I said, same uh, same initials. Uh, maybe that's how Vince thinks. Hey, I got the same. Uh, it's S S M. It's we're good. That's it. That's all. I, he's gonna jump off something high up. It'll be great. People will love it. Uh, <laughs> the thing to consider is that AJ Styles could have a good match with a blow up doll. Uh, so the match is fine. AJ Styles is gonna have an exciting match at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, I would like to see anyone else in the match with him. Shane McMahon does nothing for me, and uh, we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe they pull something out of their ass. We'll There's see. a bunch of lamos on the SmackDown roster 
that I anyone anyone Baron Corbin. I, I said Dolph Ziggler and I meant it. I meant that if you you could build you have built up a Dolph Ziggler AJ match. Eh, yeah, but then what? Ziggler flip flops again. He flip flops more than uh, Big Show does. I would like to see a seventy thirty match. I know that's impossible in WWE, but uh, yeah, Ziggler would get his licks in, uh, and he really shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the next match, and the only the last match I watched of SmackDown, uh, admittedly, it was American Alpha versus the Usos, which was a stellar match, fantastic, uh, more akin to the pacing of a match you see in NXT, where there are two really exciting beats in the match. Everybody's involved all the time. A lot of times in WWE tag team matches, you got a dude just hanging on to the rope, yelling. Uh, in this one, if you're not involved in the match, you are pulling a guy off the apron. You are making it so that someone's missing a tag out. Things are happening, and it's so fast-paced that, again, you suspend your disbelief, and you're in the match. You're like, shit, this is, this is exciting. This is a good match. Uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, Jason Jordan gets the hot tag, and you think it's all but one. Uh, Usos get the uh, the upper hand here and end up pinning and winning the tag team championship. So American Alpha, who were the champions and had no program at WrestleMania, hand off their championship to the Usos, who now have no program at WrestleMania. Uh, but this was a really good match. Pre-show. It'll be pre-show. I guarantee it. Sure. Guarantee. And it'll be the better of all the tag matches on the show. Probably. Weirdly enough. Uh, unless... In a very short amount of time, you call up the revival or something. Like you call somebody up in a in a, in a very short period of time. Probably not. You wouldn't want another triple threat or or something going on with a tag match. You want a flat out tag match between these guys, and you give the titles back to Jason, uh, Jordan, and Chad Gable. Or uh, I don't know. This is a good match. This is a fantastic match. I don't know what they do. Uh, and Usos had a heel win. There's a crotch shot on the ropes and a super kick, and they won via that. Clean, but not. Like, that's how a heel wins, right? You rake the eyes, or you hit him in the dick, and then you pin him. <laughs> uh, not rocket science. Next up, we had one of many Total Bellas spoofs. Oh my god, these were great. Uh, we had Maurice and uh, Miz playing uh, Cena and Nikki, as well as Brie. Uh, and uh, we're parodying Total Bellas who with is, Cena. Who is Brie? Uh, also Maurice. Oh. Uh, and there was a joke in it where she forgot who she was playing at any given time. Uh... <laughs> Maurice, I I can't say I'm a huge fan of, but thanks to Total Divas, we know that there is a lot of bla bad blood. I don't know if they've buried this hatchet yet, but there is a ton of bad blood between Maurice and the Bellas, where Maurice thought that they uh, kind of cut her out of the picture uh, when they were getting their push, and uh, th things were not amicable between the their breakup uh, at the time. Maurice holds a huge grudge against the Bella Twins, so seeing this... And just the real-life backstory of this match is uh, is really interesting, where you actually... It's actually made you think, like, what? So are they okay? And, like, Maurice is saying these really hurtful things to Nikki, but it's okay because they've made up? Or are they still bad blood, and Maurice is actually legitimately upsetting Nikki with these spots? Uh, what's the deal? Oh, well, from what I've yeah. learned, it's not hard to upset Nikki. <laughs> Apparently. When you, when you watch all the shows, it's kind of like, she's really, really... <laughs> really soft-hearted so uh there are multiple times here where uh miz as cena alludes to popping the question to maurice as nikki and then swerves it uh, uh what was one of them he gets down on one knee and he's he's got to tie his shoes he's gonna give her a diamond dallas page dvd yoga set 
He's gonna... It's so good. And every time it cuts to Maurice's face, and she's, like, covering her mouth, super excited that she's getting proposed to, and when it turns out she's not being proposed to, Maurice's reactions... So good. Yeah, I, I can't I can't describe it in an audio medium. I think you can find them on YouTube. You just check it out. If you haven't watched Total Bellows, some of it might go over your head. They are parodying direct things from the show, such as Cena's ridiculous rules. Uh Mrs. Oh, yeah. Mrs. like puffed up and he's looking into the camera and he'll be like, You just broke rule number two! Staying at Cena's house. He puts his hands up. Uh He's like, this is the kitchen where uh, our meals are painstakingly prepared by servants that we don't show on TV because that would not be relatable. Now it's time to show you where the magic happens. This is our TV bedroom. My real bedroom is down the hall while Nikki sleeps under the floor. <laughs> and Nikki's just kind of there like bubbly smiling and then he goes to pop, he keeps teasing Poppy the question and her face is, uh, this is what I compare it to, uh, Dumb and Dumber. When Lloyd's in the bushes and he sees that Harry went on a date. And he's, like, about to throw up. Yeah. It's that. But multiple times <laughs> in one segment. Um, this was really, really good. Uh, and and if you you should watch it. You've seen enough Total Bellas and Total Divas, too. Yeah, to yeah I probably should. Uh, next up, Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton. Orton wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, decent match. No, nothing, nothing wrong about it. Again, a, a totally a viable program you could go to. Um... Sure. Not, not much else to say. Uh, Bray Wyatt leads an attack on Randy Orton backstage with a uh, a whole cavalcade of guys in sheep masks. Um, a fine segment if you're interested in Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, which I don't know that I'm entirely am at this point. Uh, John Cena uh, fought Fandango, who is dressed as his girlfriend. <laughs> hey, man. I'm not going to kink shame. Whatever you're down with. Uh, and then it ended with uh, them doing their specials on... Nikki did her special to Fandango in this match. <laughs> Which one does she have now? She, it's the rack attack, but the one where she she goes down slowly instead of dropping them on her back. So she kind of rolls them. They go down beside her, so she's not taking their weight on her oh, neck. Which is what it's, it's more of a neck break. Which is what than, broke her uh, neck. Back yeah, yes, yeah. if anything. Uh, sorry, John Cena fought Fandango, and and Tyler Breeze was dressed as Nikki at ringside. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, they were giving tickets for him being a bad boyfriend. Uh, it was oh sorry, it was dual STFs. They both STF them at the same time. Oh okay, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Carmella. Yep, yep. Shane McMahon confronts AJ Styles and jumps off a rope and puts him through a table. <laughs> and that was it. It's pretty pretty much just a repeat of last year. Again. Not that any part of, like, not that the show was bad. It's just like, you know. You, you could say it in one sentence. Mm -hmm. There's not much more to say. This is what happened. Uh, so, yeah. Some highlights, some lowlights. Uh, definitely check out those Ms. Marie segments, which I thought were friggin' brilliant. Uh, as someone who already likes Ms. and likes Total Bellas and Divas. And, uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk quickly about the Mania card and let's go home. How about that? Okay. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Where do you see that going? Nowhere. You see Randy Orton honestly, taking a fall? Honestly, if Bray wins, awesome. He's won his first first defense, and I mean Godspeed to you in the new year. Yeah, like it took you how many <laughs> how many years to actually win a belt? Not, not never mind the championship belt. 
a belt. What's exciting this year is with, with the brand split, you technically have you used to just have the Raw the night after, but now you have the SmackDown the night after too. So we're probably going to see some superstars jump ship. Like if AJ Styles wins against Shane McMahon, you can see AJ Styles being forced to the other brand. I'm not even forced. He even teased it too. Yeah, he even teased saying, "I'll just go to Raw, just go kick some ass over there." Uh, other than that, we have Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. You get what you, you, you expect. Uh, like, Brock Lesnar has to win? Yeah, or well, yeah, what the hell is going on? Well, yeah, because well, Goldberg was only done for, what, three, four events? Yeah. First, well, I guess technically four, because he agreed to the first match at Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh, then the match against Owens, so he could, he, they, could, they could add stakes to a match they were supposed to be big stakes for in the first place. That they're, yeah. The, the stakes didn't need to exist. Uh, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. We've kind of talked about this already. Uh, there's the the Undertaker is is there's a lot of talk of retiring you and my yard and your yard and retiring me and the end and blah blah, blah and Shawn Michaels saying the Undertaker is not to be trifled with and Roman Reigns saying I'm not to be trifled with I'm gonna fucking retire that motherfucker. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, without an actual stipulation of the Undertaker loses, he's done. Uh, that doesn't really add the stakes needed here. And uh, depending on where they put this on the card, they will lose the entire arena. So careful. Uh, but Undertaker saying he retires if Roman Reigns wins makes that the last match of the night. That goes on after Goldberg-Lesnar if Undertaker it retires would, if he loses. But I, I just I can't see it. Yep. I can't I can't see this happening. What does the Undertaker have to win? To, to win? What does the Undertaker have... By beating Roman Reigns in this, other than a temporary pop where people are like, oh, good, Roman Reigns lost. That's it. So, Undertaker's losing this match. What, what, if, what, if, what if that's the clutch point? That, that they actually do, for some crazy reason, make him a heel? Like I said, Undertaker wins, fine. No matter the outcome, Roman Reigns needs to beat the living shit out of the Undertaker at the end of this match. If he wins, he needs to overkill him. And therefore, solidify himself as a heel. If he loses, he needs to lose like a bad loser and beat the living shit out of him like he did to Triple H. And then they don't let off the gas with that. Roman Reigns is a wrecking machine. Uh, and you don't let off the gas. You you can't. You can't put a microphone in his hand the next night or fuck you. Or, ever, or ever again. <laughs> Wait till he's super over and then let him put a microphone in his hand and let him talk for himself, I think, is, is the only way you're going to do it. Uh, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles has to win. I will not live in a world where Shane McMahon beats AJ Styles. That's messed up. Kills like kills every match, every yeah. build up piece that he had in his entire career to get. To Shane the McMahon point. is not a wrestler in storyline. He's not. He is your SmackDown. But he knows MMA, Lee. <sighs> I'm sure. We're, I'm sure we're going to see a couple of training videos this week, or or just at Mania. I don't like Shane McMahon. I don't. I like him in his role. When he was like a smarmy asshole kid, uh, yeah, that was costing Austin matches and getting sprayed with a beer truck. That's my favorite Shane McMahon. Uh, then we have the match that, as we've talked about multiple times today, doesn't matter. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia, wherein all of the women have spent all of their first time this or streak that, and uh, whatever happens just serves to set up the next few months of this wrestling. Should be the second match of the night. Yeah, open or, it. Op, open it with open it with a strong match. Yeah. Start it off, and then put this in so we can just get it. Out I would open it with cruiserweights. I would, I would too. open it with Neville and Austin. I would too. Yeah, get let them go fifteen minutes or something. Like give them time to really set it up, and then yeah. have a couple cup quickies. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens is my most anticipated match. 
because uh, I think there will be more going on in that match than a straightforward match, which will also be good. Um, they they haven't they've been very careful. This is the one thing they haven't given away is a straight up singles match between these two guys. They have one more week to fuck that up. <laughs> so we'll see if they can make it. John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. I don't expect much. No, not, no, not a shot to Cena or Miz. The rumor here, of course, being that John Cena and Nikki Bella will win and John Cena will propose. Which is big and commercial for someone like John Cena who seems to live a relatively private, private life. Yeah. Uh, and it's very weird that Nikki was kind of thrust into... They did this on SmackDown. Like, they did a Renee Young-Dean Ambrose angle too, which just went nowhere. Uh, and uh, it's very weird that they thrust this all into happening unless John Cena said something. It's weird. It's it's uh, very odd. If you've watched Total Bellas or, or Divas, if that is that guy's TV personality, that's how he is when cameras are on him. I cannot imagine how that dude is when cameras are off. Uh, so it's very strange to me that this actually results in a, in a proposal. But if it does happen, that's very nice for them. And... Uh, <laughs> If it happens, good for you. Good for Nikki. She deserves... Honestly, people give Nikki a bunch of shit, but uh, she loves the hell out of John Cena and wants nothing more than to be his goddamn wife. Uh, just put a ring on it, John Cena. It's Nikki Bella. <laughs> you're you're going to be all right. She's going to look okay for a real long time. You're, just look at the jeans and look at the, look at the mom. Look what John Laurinaitis is going home to. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this could be a, a good win for D, for Baron Corbin. I hope they have a really good match. Uh, they're both kind of brawler style. So I think the ending of this match will be really good. I think when it's building up to who's pinning who, uh, I think it's going to get real exciting, and I hope Baron Corbin goes over. And, and I think he's winning the title. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, going on, we have Alexa Bliss as the champion versus Becky Lynch versus Natalia versus Mickey James versus Carmella versus Naomi if she's well enough, I guess. Versus James Ellsworth. Versus James Ellsworth. Versus. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I, that's a big mess. Uh, so yeah, I'm on the short of make fun. That's make also make one where Asuka comes out and destroys every woman on the that roster. Just, the best part would be if it was like a really simple, straightforward match. Like Honestly, it took maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Like a regular, regular you know, what you expect for a match time, maybe on a on a pay-per-view of, of, uh, of this match caliber. And you'd end up with... Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter who wins. We'll say Carmella in this case. So Carmella's like, hey! Yeah. And all of a sudden, Oscar just comes out and just kicks her ass. Uh, yeah. Everybody's chances suddenly uh, fade. Is is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I here's my dream booking for this match. Remember the first Turtles movie when they're all fighting Shredder? Yeah. And one at a time, Shredder just backhands them all like they have nothing on Shredder. Like yeah. I'm gonna try. No, Shredder's too good. That Asuka is part of this match if Naomi's not well enough to do it. Asuka defeats everybody one at a time and walks out without taking the championship, without pinning anyone. She's like putting them on notice and then do whatever you want. My dream match for this is that to save Asuka winning the belt, because you don't give someone the belt when they first show up. AJ Styles doesn't win the Rumble when he first shows up. This is just how it works. That Asuka comes out and one at a time takes every one of these women apart. And then when she's open for the for the pin, she just wa- walks away. I think would be stoic and badass and very Asuka. And then when she comes back, whoever's holding that championship is in trouble. Uh, I think is a real cool idea. You lie. I agree lie. with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then she's ultimately defeated by a rat. Uh, 
Neville versus Austin Aries, we always we already talked about, should probably go in first. Uh, that really stupid tag team uh, triple threat of Luke Gallows, Anderson, en- Enzo More, Big Cass, Cesaro, and Sheamus. We didn't talk about Enzo More and Big Cass, and I am so done with them. Me too. Um, at a certain point, they uh, the coming out and saying the the thing every time only leads to a match where you realize that Big Cass can sort of wrestle and Enzo More can't. And uh, as good as they can be on the on the microphone, and as much as the crowd seems to love them because they're goofy, uh, those two guys as champions would be a bummer. Well, that's the only reason they get over. Yeah, that, exactly. Because he's seven foot tall. Yeah, and you can't teach it. <laughs> um, it's it's lame. Uh, their their promos, the the voices, the couple of haters. I I don't want any of it. I'm done with well, all of the, it. The, the, the worst is when it doesn't get actually get over with the crowd. So yeah. It's like, you have to actually visually do cup of haters. It's like he's drinking tea. I'm like, fuck, shut up. The other thing to note is uh, during the Total D- uh, Divas parody segments, it was a pre-recorded segment and they cut the, the crowd noise out. Sometimes they do if it's backstage or they're alluding to it. It's pre-recorded, but it's backstage. Yeah. So they have the crowd noise reacting in real time as if it's happening. What was weird was they took the sound out during the Total Bellas sequence, maybe thinking that the crowd wasn't going to be into it or chanting things, but they kept cutting to the Jumbotron in the crowd and every time something really funny happened or something, the crowd's going nuts. They're like all clapping and cheering. And I'm like, why would you cut the, s- the sound out? The idea being that they were presenting it as a parody, and obviously there wouldn't be a laugh track or clap track on a Total Bellas thing. The crowd was totally into it. They should they should have done a laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every time, like, Maurice is like, it's, it's really, you have to check it out. You have to check it out. Uh... Other than that, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, which which of course has propelled all previous winners, Big Show, Cesaro, Baron Corbin, household names, holding multiple championships, undisputed champions. Well, in their own right. I'd say it's been successful off of this. Has been, <laughs> has, has been uh, Baron Corbin. And that's a fucking weird thing to say, isn't yep, it? <laughs> it's a very weird thing to say. <laughs> uh, so but anyways. The, the best is there's only four people confirmed for this match of like, what, is it 15, 20? It's currently Big Show and like three SmackDown uh, guys. Mojo Rally, Apollo Crews, Big Show, and Kurt Hawkins. Yes, Kurt Hawkins. The Kurt Hawkins? The Kurt Hawkins. The Brent Hunter? Did you know Kurt Hawkins? I, I heard about him. He's kind of like a lame uh, Chuck Norris. Is that <laughs> yeah. uh, what I'm to understand? Yeah, well, they had him at uh, WWE Live when they yeah. were here with the SmackDown brand and it was just weird. Hey, look, it's the Young Rock. Um, we're going we're gonna to really miss some, uh, some Zack Ryder this year's Mania. Remember when he won the IC title? Remember how, hey, how far it. that went? Uh, yeah, to Miz. Hell yeah. Anyway, that's your WrestleMania for this year. Uh, the thing that always comes up and that everybody has to understand is that WrestleMania, even though it's the biggest one with the most implications usually, it is the one that is most booked for the casual fan that watches one thing a year and that's seven hours of WrestleMania. Uh, so it's the lowest common denominator. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon sounds awesome to someone who doesn't watch wrestling. Uh, just like Undertaker and Shane McMahon. That sold tickets somehow. People were like, Shane McMahon is back? It's fine, The Undertaker. Uh, Goldberg <laughs> Lesnar to someone who hasn't already watched Survivor Series and what has transpired since then sounds awesome. And it's for the championship? Wow. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. If you're if you're buying one a year, it would be now. They make so much money off of this pay per view too, because what it's like ninety, eighty bucks or something like that. I mean, if you have the network, they're not making that money. But if if, yeah, if you're if you're a casual fan, yeah, you're gonna pay for the pay per view, and it's like seventy, eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's what Mania is looking like. That's what wrestling is looking like. uh, At least the WWE. 
Uh, also worth noting, of course, Takeover is Saturday night has traditionally been better than the the show the night before the night after it's shorter more entertaining glorious <laughs> it's some might say it's glorious no i won't give in <laughs> uh I, I guess you were you were alluding to that bobby Roode, uh even though he's advertised through the summer on nxt would be the really good clutch fourth member of that evolution oh man he if really... you had bobby Roode playing flair well i found out i found out i forgot to mention this to you like privately yeah Apparently that wasn't supposed to be his intro, Glorious. Yeah. They had been sitting on that for a long period of time. And they and they and uh Triple H went up to uh I'm pretty sure it was Trips, went up to Bobby and went, Alright, this is what we want to use for your intro. And he said, Oh, okay. Well, it's not really working. He's like, Yeah, we don't want to use that either. So <laughs> they it was the first cut of Glorious. Yeah. It didn't sound like that. So when he when he heard it for the first time, it wasn't until he walked out. Apparently, I believe yeah. that's what he said. Until he walked out. So when he heard it, he was like, "I don't like it." Yeah. He he didn't like his he didn't like glorious. And then, as time went on, and he heard it a couple more times, he's like, "I'm really dig I'm really digging this. The crowd's digging it. And how can you argue with one of the top uh, purchases on iTunes? It's which it's is fantastic. really weird. Yeah. The song the song is uh, objectively good. <laughs> on top of, it hypes you up my text tone for like uh, half a year <laughs> we were really spoiled uh when we had the a couple a couple uh takeovers where it was shinsuke versus bobby Roode, and you had one guy's interest come in and you're like god damn am i ready for this match and then the other guy's music hits and you're like oh, oh shit <laughs> uh motherfuckers fiddling uh <laughs> all good all good so check out takeover uh be ready for the glorious bobby Roode and hall of fame hall of fame too hall of fame wh- how, did, how does that work? Hall of Fame how, how is that work last I thought year? Hall of Fame is Friday night. Is it Friday? I don't I, know. I, I always get them confused. All I know is we, we someone needs eyes on Big Show because we need to go like four for four on Big Show vaping. Uh, hashtag Big Show vaping at the Hall of Fame is a thing. That man can hold a lot of vape, <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the best shape of his life. So I'm really expecting uh, good lungs. Yeah, yeah, I'm really expecting the, the greatest vape. Uh, um, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. His vape cloud will go into the Hall of Fame. And this will be a good Hall of Fame this year. I mean, yeah. Kurt Angle, you got DDP. Yeah. You're actually kind of excited to actually see the Hall of Fame. Last year, I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the end. Yeah. And go. Now I'm like, John Cena's uh, inducting Kurt. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah. Well, that, that's fantastic in itself. That's the one time I'll actually stand John Cena to, to be there doing that. Um, and I feel bad, but I can't remember who's inducting DDP. Oh, shit. I know it, but I don't. Yeah, in and out. <laughs> it's someone. It's someone WCW, right? It has to be. Just look it up. Uh, <laughs> while I watch these three assholes on TV, uh, <laughs> sitting <laughs> sitting at a table talking, and they're all wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Hall Nash and uh, Waltman. Yeah. They're all sitting around a dinner table eating... Bischoff. Bischoff, yes. It was someone WCW, I told you. Uh, these three assholes are sitting around a table eating supper, all wearing shades. This is great. This is really stupid. It's a bunch of assholes. Are they kayfabe right now? Because that's the only reason. No, no. Because <laughs> Hall all, usually always wears glasses. Is his, his uh, Hall of Fame induction? Yeah. He comes out, takes a toothpick... Flips it at the camera. Pulls another one out of his ear. Yeah. Puts it in his mouth. 
He's got to be ready. Got to reload. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for the show, Andrew. We've talked enough. Yeah, a lot. Uh, but I do have one more piece of breaking news. WrestleMania 34. Uh, AJ Styles' opponent has actually been revealed. Big Show's Vape Cloud. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Well, I'm the Vape Cloud. Big Bad Cloud tonight. This has been the Sultans of Slam. As always, you can interact with the show. Ooh. Someone just took a spill on their head. Uh, as always, you can interact with the show at Turnbase Attack uh, on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Turnbase Attack. You can hit me up at my email, which is either Lee at TitsyTheIceberg.com or Lee at TurnbaseAttack.com. Comment anywhere you see this posted and we'll find it. <laughs> That's very strongly worded. That's the Sultan's Slam for March uh, 25th. We'll talk to you again after WrestleMania is done. I think that's the, for the best. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway. Bye. Slam!